Welcome, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Keisha Green, that's my lady, yo. Eight to ten, tune in, it's the way to go. Educated author with major goals. I'm becoming writer, you have the place to be. It's a poor get mentioned and it's all for free. Ooh, we, you know where it's at. With Miss Green on the right side of the chat. I write with a purpose, so everything is worth it. An educated platform, something you can work with. Readers, yeah, come over here. Come and get the info from some of your peers. Pull over line, yeah, we got open air. Talk what you love and express what you fear. Afraid to lose, but born to win. Hey, Miss Keisha, yeah, what time to go win? Come on. Hello, welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. This is Keisha Green. It is a rainy Manic Monday, but nevertheless, we are here. This is the Right Spot on Radio, the award-winning Writer's Life Chat, and I thank you all for tuning in. Tonight's episode, we will be chatting with author, motivational speaker, and filmmaker, J.M. Benjamin. If you have questions, please call in at 319 527 6705. Again, the call-in number is 319-527-6705. The chat room is open. You do have to create a Blog Talk Radio profile in order to chat in the chat room. So please, I look forward to, you know, talking to you all. But before we get JM on the line, let me just give you a little backdrop about our guest. So J.M. Benjamin is an exhaustible author hailing from Plainfield, New Jersey. He has penned over a dozen urban fiction novels, including his Essence and Black Expression best-selling series, Ride or Die Chick, with his award-winning debut novel, Down in the Dirty, and Watch Out for the Big Girl series, which is being a contributing author to five anthologies. Benjamin is the author of four nonfiction titles, such as From Incarceration to Incorporation, Incarceration Before, During, and After, and 10 Solid Tips to Success in Self-Publishing, A Simple Guide, and the highly anticipated Things Our Fathers Never Taught or Told Us That Our Sons Should Know. Benjamin has received countless awards and acknowledgments for his major contributions to the literary industry, including the NAACP Award for Entrepreneurship community service, and youth outreach. After serving a substantial amount of time in prison and back to society with a different plan and a different direction, Mr. Benjamin is a prime example of the statement, it's never too late. JM is the founder of a new quality publishing and upcoming indie film producer. Besides, he also serves as a motivational speaker and mentor to the youth and ex-offenders. Benjamin serves as a literary coach and consultant for aspiring writers and authors looking to successfully publish. He is an award-winning screenplay writer who won the Paul Robinson Award at the Newark Black Indie Film Fest in 2016. He's bridging the gap of turning books to film as a student at Ivy Tech for visual communications. J.M.'s contribution is bigger than just books due to his vision, dedication, and passion. Well, holy smokes, Batman, right? Like, wow, this J.M. Benjamin is someone that we should know, correct? I mean, guess what? I do know him, so this is definitely going to be a lot of fun. It's definitely, um, you know, a cool thing when you can sit back and chop it up with your friends, um, literary, uh, literary colleagues in the business and so forth. So I'm definitely um, interested to see what JM has been up to, what's up next for him. And, you know, you figure we um, people throw that phrase around, ride or die chick. So I want to hear 
what is his definition of a true ride-or-die chick. So please do not hesitate to join us by calling in at 319-527-6705 or joining us in the chat room. Like I said, you have to create a profile on the Blog Talk Radio page so that you can chat in the chat room, but it is open. So, yeah, we have – there's a lot of questions, you know. We – um. I always like to hear that, that good story of how someone turns a negative into a positive. And knowing JM um, for many years, I've definitely seen him do just that, turn those negatives into positives. And, you know, the inspiration between, you know, from that, from incarceration to incorporation, I find that that whole movement in itself was like dope. And he's been groundbreaking in things where I know when I worked with him a few years ago, he was sending books to incarcerated loved ones, you know, people, um, you know, from incarceration to a corporation. He was sending those copies to um, to people. So that's definitely always a good thing. I've seen him speak um, countless times and listen to him, and he's, he has a lot to say. He's very knowledgeable. So it's also a good thing when you can sit and listen to someone who can teach you some things. And he has made history on the Writer's Life Chats because it was a few years ago that he gave out 100 books to readers just for calling in and saying hi. So he is definitely um, a show favorite. So I'm glad to have him back on the show because it's been almost five years. So we have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but yeah, this is uh, it's going to be a good show. And I'm looking forward to it because he's the man, the myth, the legend. So we get to pick his brain and see what's going on. But, yeah, so, again, let me just give you the number one more time. It is 319-527-6705, and you can join us in the chat room. I believe my guest is here, so I'm going to bring him on so we can get this show started. All righty. Welcome, JM, to the Writer's Life Chats. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Ms. Gray? I'm good. Good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're, you know, it's long overdue. It's been a minute, at least almost about five years, buddy old pal. So, look, yeah, better late than never, right? Yeah, I didn't realize it's been that many years. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Well, it definitely has. The last you were on here, I was telling the listeners, the last time you were here, you made Writers Life Chat History um, giving out over 50 books um, to listeners. Like, you were um, definitely, there has no one to date been able to top such a, um, a feat. So, kudos. I guess we could say that you hold, you're like the reigning champion in that area. Uh, yeah, that was a dope, that was a dope segment right there. Uh. Yeah, that was Shut definitely um, definitely a good look. Yeah, so what's going on? So talk to me. I mean, it's been a while. So before we get into, like, the current stuff that's going on with you, I was telling listeners about, you know, your award-winning, what people are, they know you for is the Ride or, um, Ride or Die Chick series. And I want to know, in 2020, because we always question um, loyalties and this, that, and the third. But what is JM's definition of a ride or die chick? Sure. Uh, my definition. Uh, my my yes. mom. Yeah, my mom holds that title um, right there. You know that that unconditional right, wrong, or indifferent, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know 
no question asked, you know, always got your back, always got your front, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, really, when I, when, I, when I wrote that series, it was a tribute to my mother. It wasn't necessarily, even though, you know, it's a, a story, a love story, and a Bonnie and Clyde, you know, um, mm-hmm. still, or um, I had my mom in mind when, you know, coming up okay. with the the whole title and the whole um the whole storyline. Not the storyline, but just, you know, the significance behind a ride up. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's some big shoes to fill, like, you know, to compare to say like, you know, your definition is your mom that was inspired by your mother. Like, wow, um, because your mom is, like, an incredible woman in herself. Like, she has a lot. Like, she's, oh, my God, I think you're almost as dope as she is. So that's, that's big. Um, so now, with that being said, let's fast forward a little bit. So now, with books, I know you ventured a little bit into films, and it's always been something that you have been interested in. But what made you make that real transition? into it like that was your focal point um well some years back i was i was trying to um get a, a feature film based on one of my novels my my novel my man's and them i was trying to um get that off the ground with a you know with a, a film director and a producer from my city of plainfield and um mm-hmm. the situation that fell through and, you know, with the investors and all of that. And um, at the time, you know, I was, I, I, I saw, I saw it coming back then. I mean, now, you know, it's, it's common, you know, people say it now, books of film and things of that nature, you know, a couple of authors, a couple of authors have, you know, um, successfully, you know, um, broken, you know, broken to that, to that field, you know, or transitioned into that field. Um, but you know, just a a few years back, I wound up just sitting down and adapting a, a short, a short, a short story, an award-winning short story that I had written uh-huh. back in um, I believe it might have been '09. It was a part of an anthology that me and Arthur Kwan had put together called "The Massacre," but um. Uh-huh. um Randy Ski Thompson, J. Rod Knight, uh, and, and Terry Rutan, and myself and Quan. But my story in there, I had adapted it into a, a short film, and uh, it was really just to get something up and running, to shoot, to get potential investors, mm-hmm. in, um, to get some new potential investors interested in, you know, funding, you know, J. M. Benjamin, some J. M. Benjamin content. Right. You know, when I yeah, when I when I did it, I, um that was that was the the intent initially but um after after the short wound up being shot and was winning some notable film festivals, you know, it it kinda like took on a life of its own as far as like where I wanted to be or what I really wanted to do. So in the first project I was more so the writer and you know hands on with you know the the authenticity of the content 
and all of that. But yeah. I knew I wanted to, you know, I knew I wanted to direct. I wanted to be more involved in the production. I want to have more say uh-huh. so, and um, you know, just you know, just the things that makes a, a script that turns a script into a film. So, you know, uh, that was you know that was back in like uh, two thousand and I want to say like fourteen, maybe fourteen, uh-huh. fifteen, and um. But, you know, thereafter, you know, I moved to California, you know, pursuing a film career, had this content, had this vision. You know, I um, I wound up enrolling in school and, you know, in Indianapolis to to study and, and get the, the, the certification degree in the uh, field, you know, to take it more serious, get those credentials. Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah, for the yeah, for the past five, six years it's just been a part of um a a part of my journey as a as an entrepreneur, as an indie artist, period, you know, just the artistry itself, right. not just you know, um when you talk about, you know, books and when you talk about films and you know, so they've been going hand in hand for the past five, six years in my life. Mhm. Okay. Interesting. So now, now to touch on a little bit more personal, um, I'm going to refer to it as a secondary college. The, um, there was some time away that you spent away, and during this time, you were writing, you know, getting your head right, your body right, all of those things. But what was one of the biggest lessons did you learn um Reemerging back into society. Um. Well, really, the just popping back up on the scene. Um, one what I what I learned was you only as only as good as your last move or your last whatever. And um, right. you know, coming back, I was I was well received. It, it let me know that. You know, a lot of people um, throughout the years, like when I came home in 2006, you know, when when the whole Jay and Benjamin wave began, um, and then now to, you know, to, to pop back on the scene, you know, in 2019-20, you know, after doing, you know, so much work, you know, personally and professionally, um, you know, it made me realize that you know I had I had um, built built a strong following, not a follow a following of my literary works, but just my journey in general. You know, my you know whether mm-hmm. it be ups, whatever. You know, people who really believe in me, believed in me, continue to believe in me, root for me, cheer for me, support me. Um, but it also was a humbling and ex- humbling experience, you know, um, and career-wise, because here it is, like you know, I haven't had I haven't had a novel um, released in um, some years, but people, you know, people are still supporting my bodies of works, you know, people are still anticipating, you know, up and coming works, you know, new works and things of that mm-hmm. nature. 
So um, it just it just affirmed that you know I I did so much that my name is embedded and you know embedded in whatever whatever fields that I had on um, you know that I that I that I've been in you know in regards to okay. um, especially with social media being you know mm-hmm. a huge platform to get you know your works out there a lot of times you know you when when you grind and when you hit the pavement you you're doing community service and all that you don't really think about you know how much you're doing you're just doing it until you know until something um reminds you or something is put in front of you and you realize like you've done um so much to what to you you think you know you haven't really done enough um but you mm-hmm. know there's certain things that remind you that you've done so much so um for me you know the affirmation uh you know all that all that I've done and um all that I all that I intend to do now as well you know so um it was really just one of those one of those situations where it just you know, I had the time to, to take a step back and look at, you know, um, everything, like my shortcomings, you know, was my, my weaknesses as well as my strengths, you know, and just okay. you know, focus. Yeah. So that, that's No, that's I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that. I mean, to cut you off, I wanted to ask you just that, you know, um, coming on the scene, you know, doing some time, you know, launching your career, um, as an author, and then having a setback of going back to jail, and then coming back, did you feel that you had disappointed your readers and your supporters, or did you feel that they were going to ride with you regardless? Um, actually, I, I really wasn't um, concerned about um, disappointing, you know, readers or supporters. I was really. At, at that time, my concern was the disappointment of myself, disappointment, okay. you know, of uh, my moms, you know, the, you know, those who, who, you know, I'm I'm J M Benjamin, you know, in the literary world and all that, but you know, the, the people who know what it takes to maintain or grow, you know, the J M Benjamin. You know, um, the people. You know, the people who who know that I I never went back. You know, to the streets, or you know that I stayed the course when coming home. The people. You know, those those people. Um, you know, the people who who came who who had to see me in the prison cell, and you know didn't want to never see me go back. See, that's you know that's that's the thing. Like you know, my readers, my supporters, they got me coming out. You know, they they got okay. to build a relationship, rapport with me. You know, you know, but they didn't know me. Well, some you know, some you know, some who come from where I come from, you know, knew. But for the most part, you know, people didn't know um, me before the manuscript turned into, uh, you know, a published a published book. So you know, the people, you know, the people who were there. Um, when I when I started writing, and you know, um, didn't know how to feel about it, just was happy that I had something that I was thinking about, um, other than something you know in the streets that'll land me back. 
in prison. So I really thought about um, those, like those who saw me um, come out and saw me turn my life around completely, you know, from the past versus the present, you know, because you, you, you have those people who, no matter how many books came out, how many years came out, they only knew me from, you know, that. And it's easy for them to say, like, oh, dang, dang he was in the streets all that time. You know, that, that type of stuff. I didn't, I didn't care about the people question. It was the people who, like I said, um, you know, my children and stuff like that, you know, that mm-hmm. were affected by my initial incarceration, by me being gone, you know, all that right, other time. Right. You know, so even, you know, even in there, you know, just staying in touch with my family, you know, and, you know, not really even talking about it. Like nobody, like we didn't talk about, you know, me being in there. You know, we talked about me getting out of there, you know, everything, you know. Right. No, I get it. Okay. Definitely. I I definitely want to talk about that part of it. But no, thank you for even, you know, um, going, going as far as you went to describe, like, you know, being that transparent to say that, like, you know, I was really concerned about my family and myself, you know, not to say that your fans and your readers didn't matter, but it was more so like you had to, you know, get JM right so that before you can deal with the outside, you had to deal internally, so I understand completely. Yeah. yeah, plus I'm not that type of person. Like, I mean, even though I, I, I would like to believe, and I, I, I do believe, um, you know, my there were more supporters than, um, than not. Um, uh-huh. but in in the same token, you know, it 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 just it just made me. I was I was very confident that. Um, I was consistent enough and um, how I am and who I am that, you know, um, my supporters, my supporters um, still wrote for me, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, believe, you know, believe, you know, believe in me, but I'm, I'm not the type of person that gets caught up in that though. Like, right. you know, if I lost, if I, if I lost every supporter, every follower, um, then Popping back out, I will focus on, you know, building a new um, team of supporters and followers. But like mm-hmm. I said, like I'm confident, you know, when I pop back out, and you know, and since then, you know, those who, um, those who wrote for me and those who supported me, then you know, um, have showed the same, if not more, um, love and concern and support. You know, since since being out, you know, since being back out. Definitely okay. So I mean, and so you're still out there, um, you know, speaking to the youth, still motiva- motivating and inspiring people. You know that it is never too late, and you know you're a prime example of it. It's not something that you know that's cliche or trendy. Trendy. This is your life, and so forth and so on. So let's jump into the upcoming book um, that you've been working on that um, you um, have, it's not been under wraps, but you know, it's been a little bit low key. So give us a little 
a closer glimpse into it and why did you feel that the time was now to do things our fathers never told or taught us? I'm sorry, taught or told us that our sons should know. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that that book, that book there, it actually, um, it it actually came out of out of nowhere. Um, it was well, I mean, I know where it came from, but at the time when I started writing it, it um, mm-hmm. I redirected my writing. Like I was working on, I was I was incarcerated at the time, and um, I was working on this urban fiction um, concept. That I was um, that that I came to mind, and during that time, you know, for those who don't know or do know, my my son was incarcerated um, as well for the for the weapon that um, that I was initially charged with that we were all charged with. But during during that time, he and I were corresponding. We, um, you know, from county to you know to the prison. And um, you know, just some things in his his letters, you know, just made me, you know, made me um, put me put me in a place in a space like you know, my son don't come from where I come from, so for him to uh-huh. have to have gone to prison, um, you know, behind a poor choice or decision, and me thinking like, you know, me coming home and you know establishing a relationship with him. You know, in in a in a period of my time and a time in my life where I've turned my life around, then you know I've done enough time to where as though he should never have to do time. You know, that's mm-hmm. and that's what who's been to prison or who's in prison um, would feel you know feel like that for their son. So, you know, my son was um, you know, he was going through it, you know, for. Um, feeling that you know he, he put me in that type of position and situation, and uh, you know just as a father, I just felt that like you know no matter what the situation was, you know I got to find my fault in the matter, and uh, you know I as a father, you know I, I felt that I had failed him because I was very uh-huh. influential. Yeah, I was very influential right. to him. I am very influential to him and over him, and um, you know I'm I'm sure that I could have been adamant about you know him carrying uh, uh mm-hmm. you know what, and um, I'm sure that I could have convinced him, you know, to um see see the the severity in him carrying it in the in the in the in the detriment, you know, versus us having to experience it. Um, together and uh-huh. having, you know, um, having having him go through that. But anyway, you know, the book it just made me the how the book came about was um, I had just gotten a letter from my son when I was sitting in the cell working on the urban fiction joint, and um, uh-huh. you know, just I was just sitting there for a minute, and. Uh, I pulled out a, a fresh notepad from up under my bed and um I started I started writing something, you know, about what, you know, a father and some relationship, like what, what does the word father mean to me? And then with, you know, having, you know, um a a new son, 
you know, at the time of my incarceration and it being just like deja vu, like my first son, I was incarcerated when he was born. Then, you know, just, you know, saying to myself that I would never go through that again, like to, Uh you know, to have children grow up without their father. Like, you know, my kids are grown. I don't really, but, you Uh know, to have another one and, you know, to know, like, all right, yeah, I'm not going to be uh, locked up for mad years, but nonetheless, you know, the effect that incarceration has, like, you know, one one fucking day, uh, you know I mean? Especially when you're out here, when you're a move maker, you know, and, like, people rely on you and, you know, you and people depend on you. Like, one day is an eternity, you know, when you're mm-hmm. locked up. Like, every day that shit starts unraveling like you know what I mean mm-hmm. a rope a rope that you that you've um worked on threading for so many years and strengthening this rope and then you know to be put in a, a situation to watch it just unravel day by day and there's nothing you can do about it because you can't you can't control the outside from the inside. I don't care who you are. Right, so, right. Yeah, but just you know, just with the with the book, like I just felt there was a necessity. Um, like, you know, I know so many mothers, you know, raise you know ra- raising boys, and I, I I knew so many mothers that was raising you know us, like my man's and them, and all of that, in the absence of these fathers, and you know, and then us, you know, following down that same path intentionally, unintentionally, unconsciously, subconsciously, whatever, but just this repeat cycle and I'm like, damn. Like, nah, like this this is not how it's supposed to be. Like and I just felt like just as a writer in general, I've grown so much. Like I've been writing urban fiction for years and I always put messages in them and I write nonfiction motivational as well too, but I just felt that at that time like, you know, my mind, I couldn't stay focused on the urban fiction um, because uh-huh. I'm like, damn, like, I'm laid out and, like, come out and got another urban fiction book. Like, that's not who I am. I'm so much more, okay. you know, uh-huh. to as a writer and as a, right. not just a writer, but as a, um, a representative and a face for um, black literature, you know, um, so when I when I started writing the father and son joint, I just felt, I had that feeling that I first had when I first started writing when I first fell in love with writing, and um, I found myself doing the same things with that that I used to do with my first manuscript, which was reading it to other inmates, and um, I would read it to young young brothers my son age and older brothers, older than me, and brothers my my age, and they would all have the same reaction, like, hey, man, my dad wasn't there, or damn, I wasn't there for my son. So I I knew, I knew, like, I was on to something. I knew that what was on my heart and on my mind um, was something that needed to be poured out, you know what I mean? And I, I felt, I feel that my entire career, I've always been somebody um, who has been the one to say like, oh damn, like damn, he he did he did that like, I'm I'm that guy. So, 
Um, I just want to be known for something more impactful, more powerful. I want, you know, people, when they say, like, yeah, my son acting up or my son don't have a relationship with father. But no, I know a guy, I know somebody that wrote a, a joint um, that deals with that. Or a mother saying, like, I don't know what to do with my son. Like, you know, his father hasn't been around. I know a guy that wrote a book that was raised by his mother. And, you know what I mean? Like, I just... I got I, it. I just didn't want to... Yeah, I didn't want to come out and be known like, oh, well, damn, ride or die chick, five. Oh, watch out for the big girls, four. <laughs> like, even though those coming down the pipe, right. but I'm not I'm not him. I'm not the guy that... I don't want to be that guy that whenever right. you see the new book covers or the new book alert is the same, same shit. Like, Part ten, part fifteen, like nah. I just right, didn't want right, to and, right. no. and no disrespect to, you know, um those, you know, who who um are off that. I'm just saying I've never been him. Like I'm I'm not I've never wanted to be that person. Like that's you know, just just something just something about me that uh um just clearing up any misconception, you know, um people might have thought that it was something else when clearly it was just this. Like, I just never wanted to be pigeonholed as an urban fiction author. Like, when you think of my name, I just want you to think of, like, he's an artist or he's a writer or he's an entrepreneur or something like Not the street lit right. I never, you know what I mean? Like, I, I broke away from oh. one stigma, like, um, not to go into another one. Like, I, I right, was a drug right, dealer. No. Yeah, calling me a street lit author is like calling me a drug dealer. Like, I don't know. That's how I look at it. No, that's um, it makes perfect. It definitely makes sense. So now, what are you working on besides besides that book? But what else is going on? Um, what we can expect from J. M. Benjamin. Like I said, I I got you know I got the the continuations to you know my my um my urban fiction novels, but like my heart is still with the film. Like I believe books and films is is the way to go, and I'm still you know traveling down that path. Um, I recently climbed back into that seat to the casting call. Um, as you know, um. The screen um, for a short a short film. I wanted to get something up and running and get into the film festivals just uh-huh. to get my name lady. Um, and and right after that, well, not right after that, but it's my intent to um, do a mini movie series or feature film. Um, well, both. I just don't know which one to come first. Uh, I'm I'm gonna keep getting at it until. You know, I, I get to it and I get it done, and hopefully I can keep doing it. But um, just you know, again, just just wanting to be um, um, known for more. Like it seems again, it seems like I did so much, um, but I feel that I haven't done enough. So um, you know, books to films, more books. Um, more so nonfiction, motivational, uh, you know, just staying relevant. That's 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 
what what the plan is. That's what the end the uh, the end game is. Just to just continue to stay relevant, not just stay relevant thing, just stay relevant as a as a person, as an entrepreneur, and as an artist. Okay, that's I like that. I like that. I like the point, the part of it that you don't want to just be in one place, you know, you know, that pigeonhole thing, because oftentimes enough, they'll stick you there and then it's like you're struggling to get out of it. So definitely a good thing that get your, have your hands in multiple things, doing other things and also too, to keep the mind sharp and all that good stuff. So it's definitely a good look for you. And, you know, you, from what I know of you, um, if you're going to talk about it and, you know, start putting it, putting these words out there into the atmosphere, you're going to make it happen. So you're just speaking it into existence, you know? So that's definitely always a good thing. So now, of course, before I wrap this up, you know, we have to like, we have to talk, like now we get personal, personal. You ready? This is going to be good. I've been waiting the whole interview for this one, Mr. Benjamin. The whole interview. You ready? Okay, so JM, like it's been a minute, so I hadn't talked to you. So what's been going on? What's are you okay? Are we okay? Is a better question. <laughs> you know you're my favorite author, right? Come on. Look, I have to butter you up for the answer. What else do I got to say? Like, oh, my God, I think your books are wonderful. I think you're so great. What else? We're good, Ms. Green. You better answer me. I'm, I'm <laughs> answering you. Hey, we good. I wouldn't be on the show if we weren't good. You know, things happen. Oh, my know? goodness. Sometimes people <laughs> got to go through things to get to some things, you know. So, are we good, though? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think we all, it's, um, we, we live, we learn, we grow, we evolve. And I feel like with anything, if you can grow from it and then you can go back and, you know, strike up conversations and move forward, that's always a good thing. You know, no need to admit in a, a negative space or bad energy. And you know me, it's all about vibe and energy. I wonder where I got that from, vibes and energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Oh my God! I don't know. I think I think I might have stole it from you. <laughs> I might have stole it from you. They say association brings on assimilation, so you know. Oh yeah, you might, got it that. Might have, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> No, not for the reason you think, but I'm just saying, oh, my God, no, that, listen, no, but seriously, you know, but um, I like the other part, the other part, <laughs> I like that one better, we're not going to talk about that part, but anyway, so before um the show ends, we got like five minutes, how can people stay in the loop with J.M. Benjamin, what's the best way to reach you? Um, really, social media all social media, J.M. Benjamin, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, um, whatever other social media platform. 
Oh yeah, that's the best way. I'm very personable, uh, very reachable. So you know, any questions, or you just want to follow the way, keep abreast of the drip. Jay and Benjamin. I'm a grammar, so you catch me on the gram a lot. Um, that's okay. Pretty much. But All right. I really well, I want. It. That's cool. Sure. I want to say thank you for taking time out to chat with me over here on the Writers Life Chat. It's just like old times. Like, oh my goodness, it just seems like it was like just yesterday that we were chopping it up. Yeah, yeah indeed. Indeed, Ms. Graham. Yeah. I want to thank everybody, all the listeners, anybody who's going to go back and um, play this, who didn't you know, get to hear it live um, when you guys hear it. Thank you guys uh, for rooting for me, cheering for me. Stay tuned. Don't disappoint. Yeah, you're not done yet. You got a lot of great work to do. So, yeah, this is just the beginning. So, again, thank you, JM. And um, I'll chat with you. I'll chat with yeah, you soon. Okay. That was good. Thank you. All right. Take care. You're welcome. Well, that was Jay and Benjamin. We had a great time, you know, me being silly, being who I am. But um will join me next week with Precious Williams on the Writer's Life Chats. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you next week. Goodbye.